I'm Bobby. Hey, and I'm Nathan. And get ready, because... Well, this could be a podcast. <laughs> or at least that's what the government wants you to think. Yeah, I don't know if I could drop into a Spanish course right now. Oh, God, no. No, no. No. I've never been able to conjugate a verb in my fucking life, and it's that was the most frustrating thing mm-hmm. about Spanish class. I'm like... This is ama ayama ama oma. Can we just pick fucking one, please? Please it drove me fucking nuts. I Classic American hey, wanting listen. everyone to bend to your. Uh, there's a, been there. Yeah. There've been uh, there's some videos online of a guy who like knows Cantonese, and like he travels throughout. Yeah. China and yeah. now Thailand. The last video I saw was Thailand. Uh, and he's just he listening just to people. Nails it. Well, he's listening to people like talking shit about him. Yeah. Like. And it's hilarious because clearly that happens all the damn time. Yeah. And then this guy just like subtly, some of the videos are better than others. Like I don't subscribe to the channel, but oh no, it's Why always fun when he like the one in Thailand. He was talking about getting the food spicy, and then they're just talking shit about like how Americans specifically <laughs> can't handle spicy food. Okay. And it's and and then he like calls them out, and then they're like immediately like going from being uh! like really. Offensive, you know, privately. Which yeah, you can right. be you can be privately offensive. That's fine. Privately in person. But then they do a complete one eighty and then they're very, very nice. Yeah. No, yeah, I've seen I've seen those where like all of a sudden like he goes up and orders in perfect dialect. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. That's like uh true lies towards the beginning of uh true lies. I can't remember like oh. at, in like in <laughs> at one point like he says something and like and it like in the subtitles, it's like in perfect Arabic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, all right. This is before Tia Carrera <laughs> enters. Uh, the... I can't remember. I I want to say it was at the. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was when he was upstairs uh, at that first how the mansion at the party when he was like stealing where he meets Tia Carrera. Yeah, it is. It's like maybe five minutes before he meets Tia if, Carrera. If it's if that when he's, yeah. he's like, where is the snowmobiles have not been introduced yet? No, and he's like, where's the bathroom in, per- in, in perfect Arabic? And I'm like, ah, uh, I I guess yeah. somebody might be like, oh, that's probably not how he even says it with his goddamn Australian Australian. Austrian. Is Austrian. it Austrian or Australian? Which one is he? Which one? I like one's how he? you covered the mistake up with yeah. the shitty accent that you're doing, which is good. Yeah, it's good. They um, get it all fucked up. Yeah, no. Uh, well, and that's the other thing with like closed captioning too that I've never understood. It's like, yeah. how would a person that's been death since birth, you know, understand what perfect Arabic is? You know, <laughs> uh, they would, they know that as compared to like also. It, and if it would say shitty started, Arabic though, right? Well, then it shows that he's not a good spy. Yeah. Or like I've noticed also, and I kind of enjoy it where in the subtitles because I, I I I'm sure I'm like a lot of other Americans. Mm-hmm. Uh, these Hate days, foreigners. no, that uh, are watching much more things with closed captioning on. Yeah, we have moved to it as well, a society. Once you get the button on, it's really hard to turn it off. It's not. So. I, I enjoy it because uh, I think it it makes things a lot easier because <laughs> I can read. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, <laughs> but like when they start playing a song and it'll, it'll sit there and yeah. say specifically what the song is and who the artist is, I'm like, well, that's interesting, but. I also think about those who are actually deaf or hard of hearing, yeah. who've never heard of that song. Of that, or, like, okay, so what am I this supposed to do? This is Beethoven's Fifth. 
Right. So <laughs> we know what it sounds we, like, and you don't. Right. That's all. It's, that's what it sounds like to me, <laughs> or feels like to me. I Sorry. Under, like I understand that one maybe a little bit more, where it's like, okay, maybe I can do some research and like understand how this is thematically important. Yeah. Helen maybe. Keller never had to deal with this. Like, no. she had no idea. Um, but then there's like, okay, so I've got to go look up the lyrics to the song and maybe see how that's a. Is that mm-hmm. actually applicable to this? Or maybe I have to read like a description of what the song sounds like tonally mm-hmm. or like thematically. Are, are is deaf this a hard people driving? the only one keeping TV critics uh, like on the payroll? Like so that they can go back and look and see like, well, the use of this song was oh, really no. poignant. You're supposed it's... to like fill that out. It's a whole thing. Well, I used to have to do that. Um, with my old job when I would like make my television shows mm-hmm. it was like okay I used this song and I used it for this long for ASCAP and BMI and what's, what's for the, what? a reason like you had to give a reason no no for like just for credits so, so oh, like so well, they can get no, their... I'm talking of like you know the uh, like subtext of a, like oh this, uh, this is really interesting because they use this and of okay. course this is why this sets the mood because of this right Right. You know, for a deaf person, and I, I don't know any I don't deaf know, people. I don't know if that. Oh, you don't know any? Any? Oh. If they, if I do, they hide it really well. <laughs> <laughs> They're not. Oh, I only know the people. I mean, sometimes, go, ah! sometimes ah! you ignore me, but that's. I don't think that. I don't think no, you're no, deaf or hard well, of hearing. Well, no, that's very, like conscious. Yeah, that's a conscious decision that yeah. I make to ignore you because. And it took me a long yeah. time to figure that out because I was like, I think he might be like somewhat tonally. No, deaf. I'm just just ignoring you because you're talking about nonsense that makes no sense. I talk okay. I talk about yeah, nonsense. Yeah, hold on. You talk. You talk so much more nonsense than I do. It's, it's a proven fact. It's a proven. We ha- well when we Disagree. listen back to. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, I like a good non sequitur. I'm sorry. I I think to your point of. Uh, and and you're the king of non sequiturs. I don't not know if good I'm, ones. I don't know if I'm a king. Not not good ones. And, and I said good ones, yeah. but but I think the closed captioning thing though falls into you know your your Game of Thronesy type stuff where oh, yeah. it's necessary because everyone has such thick accents or dialogue and where <sighs> yeah I, I, I can think of like really rudimentary movies that we're watching and it's like I we just need to put the closed captionings on because mm-hmm. this person's southern drawl. You know, I think we just recently did with True Detective, actually. Yeah. Watching the first season of True oh, Detective. Oh, you watched the first season of True Detective? Oh, it's so good. It's, it's very good. It's uh, really good. Here's the deal. I'm currently on the third season oh, yeah. of True Detective. Because I'm like, oh, hey, there's a new True Detective on. Did you skip the second season? Or did you watch No, it? I watched it. So I just got done watching that one the other day. And it's, um, I remember not liking it nearly as much mm-hmm. as... The the first one, I thought the yeah, first the one first was one, re- really like we all everyone talked everyone, in America yeah. in the world. Yeah. And we're like we Times all Times of Flat Circle. Good. Everybody loved it. Yeah. Um We gave Matthew McConaughey right. uh, many awards. Not yes. for that, but Did, well some. I think they're all for his Lincoln commercials. Yeah. Uh, but I, I did really enjoy the second season quite a bit. I thought it was pretty good. Uh it it was interesting because I think for me, when I started watching it for the first time, I was like, okay, it's going to have some kind of super, not supernatural, but, you know, going into the, uh, what's the word I want to use? Uh, what's what's the word? Like witchcraft? Witchcraft. What, what's the, what's Are you the, talking about the first season? Yeah. What's yeah. the other, what's another word for witchcraft? Sorcery? No. Jimmy 
bust out the thesaurus <laughs> and find God. other words for sorcery and I'm witchcraft. I'm fucking kicking myself right now. Uh, the fuck. The fuck. The fuck. The universal mm, truths. Yeah. Well, no. Uh, the Esoteric. I, no, that's not. Okay. That's not even close. Well, I'm. I know. Black, I'm, uh, black magic. No, and like uh, not na- not native. Not sorcery. native, but uh, tribal voodoo. No, not, not voodoo nat- mama juju. Not tribal. Not occult? not native. Not occult. Well, the occults. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, but we'll get, what's another what, word? Wiccan. Not Wiccan. God bless Wiccan. Pagan. Pagan. God, there it is. Is that it? Can you hit the ding, ding, ding button <laughs> for me? Thank you. Hold on. Jesus, that took way too long. So I, I thought that it would have that uh, kind of pagan, you know. I can't find it. Aspect yeah. of it. Oh I, wait, hold on one second here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah. we go. Found it. Thank you, Jesus. It's in the different bank. We both struggled, and that's what's important. <laughs> that we both recognize that we both struggled. Uh so so I thought that there would be that kind of pagan weird element to it mm-hmm. and well there there was no not to not to the second season oh not to the second season. not to the second no. season yeah and, and, it was, and I, I was sitting there glomming right. on trying to find right. like that part of of the of the story and i couldn't find it and then i'm like well god what am i supposed to pay attention <laughs> <laughs> like it's like oh Oh, no, this is just about weird money and power still. And I think that's the tonal shift, though, that the show took, because watching it uh, on the first run of the first season, you know, getting through that and everything, it's like, oh, that was was fantastic. Yes. Now we set up expectations for the second season. We're like, okay, cool, let's go through here. Not necessarily looking for, like, the pagan witchcraft aspects of it, but also just kind of the same tone. I, I wanted that same tone to be there, and I could... I could tell for the first watch, I think we got maybe like four episodes through the second season before yeah. we just forgot about it. Sure. Because we were watching week to week and then you just kind of forget yeah. and you never pick it back up. Hey. And then you hear it's you like, it's not that great. And you're like, it didn't seem that great. I wasn't captivated yeah. by it. But this last run that we watched, like we got done with the last episode of the first season. Okay. And then my wife goes to bed and I'm like, in the next episode just starts the season two. And I'm <laughs> like. All right, let's. Maybe it's one of those things where if you binge it, it's a little di- bit different, you sure. know. And the stark contrast between the last episode and the first episode of the second season is so like it's it's just so prevalent. Where you sure. just you see like it, you kind of return to this reality that was never truly established in the first one. And I think, and maybe that's just Matthew McConaughey's like, you know past in yeah. his like his narco past and everything like sure, that being undercover sure, and sure. you know the separation of Woody Harrelson's yeah. work life versus his family life where you know they never established like in a side I'm gonna piece drop my, life by the way in a side piece life too yeah. but he's like I'm never gonna drop my kid off at school nor do I give a shit what happens to my kid at school yeah. you know so yeah. those those elements like just seem like they weren't there tonally yeah. which is not like I don't want to shit on the second season so much because it's very hard to create a whole new tone that's not ripping out the first one I see. I, I I'm gonna push back a little bit. Uh, totally, like tonally, when I'm thinking about tone, I feel mm-hmm. like it still had that, you know, air of despair. It still had that. This well, all fucking sucks. Another another element though of it too is that the acting was far superior in the first season, and I and it, whether that was the surprise of Matthew McConaughey yeah. really bringing it. He you actually know, showed up, and Woody Harrelson, you know, just doing yeah. what he always does. But the like. Vince Vaughn saying lines versus 
Matthew McConaughey disappearing into a role yes. are two very yes. starkly different things. Right. And, and you, I remember there was this line, I think my wife was like still getting stuff done in the kitchen. And it was very, it's within the probably the first 10, 15 minutes of the first episode of the second okay. season where Vince Vaughn just like walks in to a bar and he's like, I'm playing a character and I'm going to say this line. See, and it's like, I believe you 0%. You know. I, see, I think I enjoy, like on se- on my second rewatch of it. I thought that Vince Vaughn did a really good job. I liked Vince Vaughn in it, yeah. and I think it was. It, it, I I uh, I was reflecting on this a little bit as far as him bouncing back from his comedic stuff. Mm-hmm. You know that I think that was beating my head a little bit as far as pretty good comedic actor. He's you know, great I comedic mean, actor. He, right. So <laughs> like I'm waiting for that kind of like tone. You know, like as far as him hitting those notes but i i believed him as who he was as a as a man who is and see that's where i wonder though if it if struggling if the season two was its standalone thing and i was unaware that yeah. season one existed i i don't know if i'd compare season two to season one because that's all that's going through my brain when i'm watching it right i'm comparing it to like right. this very very good performances sure. that were that were given in the first season and they're only like they're so overshadowed by it and it's almost why it's it's I haven't I haven't seen any of season three. I haven't seen any of season four. Um, so I have I you know I can't speak to any of that. But yeah. it seems like it has this shadow that was cast over it that's so hard to get it's, out of. It's hard, but I tell you what, Colin Farrell fucking brings it, man. I like Colin Farrell in season two is like fucking great, and he he really steals the show in my opinion. In your opinion, and, no, well, it was Rachel McAdams. Is she Rachel in it? McAdams, and yeah. she's really good. And in she's it. Good. she's I she's, enjoy she's her. really good in it too. Um, well, and they like so because Colin Farrell yeah. is a good actor, and I, and again, I'm not trying to shit on Vince Vaughn because again, it's you're you've never <laughs> seen the Lost World, Jurassic Park two, apparently, because he nails it in that one. <laughs> but there's a little more comedic. Uh, he's got a little more. Yeah, he's sidekicky in that one. Yeah. yeah. Because I have watched that actually within the last couple months, it, it was on <laughs> in my presence. I'll okay. say that I didn't like right. turn it on. You didn't say turn it on and really no. stayed focused and lost yourself into the world of uh, Steven Spielberg's yeah uh, Jurassic Park two yeah. Lost World no no but he plays more of a comedic figure in that no yeah well, not as serious yeah yeah and that because that was way before his I shouldn't say way before but that was before his comedic turn I mean it was post I mean, swingers but swingers, it was post yeah. swingers but post it's swingers, definitely pre old school right. which started right or the wedding most, crashers and all, and all the other yeah. ones yeah. don't forget about the intern or ship or whatever what was the one where him and Owen Wilson worked for Google? I I think interns. The internship? The internship. Inter- the internship. The internship? I never Because there's also the intern. I had no desire. 2013's to... the internship. Okay. Never then, had any desire. Did you have to look that up or did you just was, know that? It was already up. Oh. Because yeah. <laughs> it could go either way. It could just, he Fred, just knows it. Fred Claus for Christmases. Uh, delivery yeah. man. Delivery uh, man. Unfinished yeah. business. The dilemma. Couples retreat. Couples, Couples retreat, retreat yeah. for sure. Bobby's favorite movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, and couldn't then, get through it. <laughs> so then, also, like there was like a preview. Uh, I popped over to Netflix, and Netflix now like is starting like will show like a clip of a movie at the top I of the banner. Fucking hate that. As long as you got it mu- muted, you... if it's muted, it's fine. If it if you click unmute, and then leave the site and come back, it's jarring for mm-hmm. sure. And it was a for a film uh, like Cell Block ninety nine or some Cell oh, Block is he nine. Oh, bald in it. Yeah, brawl in Cell Block ninety nine. Brawl, and it's just like 
it was a ridiculous clip. It was like so stiff, like he's punching people and it's so fucking bad. <laughs> and I'm like, why is this the clip that you're like promoting? Why mm-hmm. is like this is not gonna sell me on this fucking gritty. shitty it's movie? Gritty. No, it's not. Like it looked like complete like like yeah. I'm punching really slowly. It was so well, bad. This was recently then. No, uh, the I want to say the movie probably came out. No, no, oh, no, no, not oh, the movie. Eight, but yeah, out, like, but like yeah, you saw this. Yeah, recently. I saw this. Yeah, because like, I, I think oh, within the past week. Yeah, because I saw um that his movie Arkansas was on Netflix, and I I didn't mind Arkansas. It was it was fine, but yeah. I I wonder if uh his publicist or if the, if there was a Vince Vaughn deal. It's it's a Vince Vaughn. Out. It's a Vince Vaughn month. Or it's a Vince just, Vaughn January here. I saw, <laughs> all the months. Did, did you guys watch Dragged Dragged Across the Concrete with Mel Gibson? Uh, no, I'm aware Did, of you it, want to dra- dragged across the concrete? Dragged across concrete. Okay. Yeah, just a little Mel's... bit more alliteration next time. It's cool. on HBO if you want to watch it. Oh. Um, no, I have no desire. No. Since 2008, nine, I've had no real desire to watch Vince Vaughn in anything. Yeah. I think it was The Breakup. I think that was the movie where, right, that's the Jennifer Aniston one? Yes. Where Vince Vaughn's career kind of ate itself, because he yeah. was dating Jennifer Aniston at the time, and then it's like, I've seen this movie before, and sure, it's just, there's just a little bit to, I guess every actor does it, but mm-hmm. that's where, going back to like Colin Farrell, like Colin Farrell was definitely on a trajectory of being like, I'm the guy. He's you an know? A-list, and you then... Know? And then yeah, when you start off, out a little you know, bit. phone booth, you know, phone booth, amazing. Yeah, and then got hired as Bullseye in the Daredevil movie yes. with uh, yeah. Ben Affleck. Yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. And then no, but then uh, but having to go away though. I mean, so no, much, Colin Farrell, such almost, garbage. Well, it's true though because yeah. like you God, get, that was him. <laughs> oh. it's, yeah, it's, it's so bad. He might be the best actor in that movie, but that's not saying much. I remember because Kevin Smith, I guess. I love Daredevil. Like, read a couple of Daredevil comics, really enjoyed it. The uh, character Daredevil. The character Daredevil, like, really, like, I thought it was very interesting. I liked, I liked his weapons. I liked his echolocation. I liked all that shit. Yeah. <clears throat> We've gone from deaf people to blind people. <clears throat> yeah. So, right. Hey. I, like, I really enjoyed his story. Uh, he was, like, heavily featured in a Spider Man cartoon, by the way, as well. Yeah. Anyhow, like, I'm like, all right. A, a daredevil like okay hopefully it's badass as blade or x-men okay same studio yeah <clears throat> i bet this is gonna be good came out came out valentine's day 2003 and i'm like oh i really want to watch that but i had to go like I had it's a, hard it's a love story i had to work that night well i, I was running sound for something i can't remember what in college mm-hmm. uh some shitty th- like college so you, can, you couldn't get to open i couldn't i couldn't get to it and then i like eventually i got to it and i'm like Oh, this is so bad. And so I'm like just so disappointed, so angry. And just how much how many times have you been completely disappointed by a movie? It, by in, a movie in the that theaters? like that you were anticipating, oh, I guess. I mean, that was my whole thing with uh, Licorice Pizza. I mean, I was I was really looking forward to this movie. Is that Li- on the board or not? Licorice Pizza? No, Licorice Pizza. It's hard for we me have to not see talked from this about. Angle. Yeah. No, but that is the thing. And again, it is a troubling thing yeah. because you are so uh, amped up for it, yeah. you know. In the other direction, I remember as a child, like Mission Impossible, seeing that trailer like a year before the movie fucking came out, or something like that. You were like, disappointed by Mission no, no, Impossible. No, no, no. I said in the other direction. I okay. said in the other uh, direction. Okay. I saw the Mission Impossible trailer. Yeah. I remembered as a child, like I remember being so excited that it was PG thirteen, so I could oh. see it, you know. And 
I was just like, oh my god, I can't wait for it. Oh my god, it comes out in a year. Oh, it's so long. But it it was really good. And so those expectations were met. Thanks, Brian De Palma. Yeah, but you know, like Licorice Pizza probably being one of the uh, closest examples that I can think of. of sure. Hey, no, this looks good. All right, I'm I'm excited. Let's go. Yeah. Watching it. Fucking two hours in. I know we have a disagreeing opinion on Licorice Pizza. Yes. But I just, I think PTA uh, just really. It's, I, it's a good movie. It's not the best movie. It's shot well, but there's no it's story. It's definitely not his best movie, but it's No, it's, it's I think it's good. a good movie. It's, I, don't, I don't think it's a good movie. Oh, wow. That's a. That's I mean, it's shot well. That's <laughs> what I can say. It's shot well. <laughs> but again, we don't need to get off. But that's where a movie where my expectations. All the hot tub stuff, but you love hot tubs. I do love hot tubs, yeah. In but 1970s that's... hot tubs? That didn't get you going? It did. My expectations were ready for it, but, you know. 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, by the way. Yeah. So, well, Bobby's wrong. It doesn't. What's the audience score? Uh, the IMDb score is 7.1. Well, that's because it's Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah. I mean, he could literally shit in a paper bag, and then they'd be like, uh, "What well, do you get? Do you read the subtext?" Seven point one. I feel like sixty-six audience score. Sixty. I'm more of a man of the people here. Yeah, that's why you love Transformers. I get that. All right. Yeah. Well, haven't seen a single frame of Transformers. I've seen a little bit <laughs> where they use they use other footage. That's a whole Michael Bay thing where he's used the same footage in movies. He's used the same footage that they've same. overlaid with CG. Like there's another speaking of another good internet video if you can go yeah. out and find it, um, where they show the shot by shot for different Michael Bay movies of him using the same stock footage. I already so got that. Yeah, so like, just just use it. A car flipping over on the highway. No, no, no. We did that back in Transformers. Yeah. We got we that. got that. We got that. We'll just we'll just change this around here, and it's crazy. economical. It's crazy. I mean, well, it's economical considering yeah. how much money he gets to make those fucking movies, but it's. There's a lot of examples. It's not just like one. It's a lot, you know. So I'll give PTA, uh, you know, credit. At least he didn't recycle old footage, like just old Mark Wahlberg walking <laughs> yeah. through Burt Reynolds' uh, house <laughs> in Boogie Nights. Like, how is this? Even? I I understand it's 1970, but yeah. what the hell? No, it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry yeah. about it. No PTA. I but, but I know expectations can really damper right. a movie and stuff like that because part of the element of enjoying a movie is being surprised by it. And I think that's yeah. we talked about Jumanji a few month, uh, a few episodes ago. We sure did. We did, but hey, w when I went in with uh, this is going to be a steaming pile of dog shit. Yeah, it's pretty low expectations. That's and then I'm like, well, it's better than a steaming pile of dog shit. This might be a delicious <laughs> bag of popcorn. I this don't know. This actually is okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So <laughs> that's what like for me, like it's a real. I'm a real push pull as far as like how much I learn about a film mm -hmm. I mean, like as a child i think that's everything like as a child you want to just know absolutely everything because you know when are you actually going to be able to watch the movie so you're just sitting there trying to like take yeah. in as actual well, I much feel previews were different though back then as well because like previews now seem to be like show everything that is pertinent to the story even if you give away like the ending of the movie like, sure. just show it all just show See, it all I, it's and been I that it way it's been that way for a while I'm sure. It's, yeah. It's but it's been. when we were kids, though, it wasn't that way. It, no, it, it, you'd be surprised. There's some stinkers out there. It was just, they're like, hey, th I'm going to absolutely lay out the entire film for you. Whether or not you show I'm the, sure the ba I'm sure the Beethoven preview lays everything out there pretty I'm, good. I'm talking like movies that are actually like, oh, that, like if you would pull up the Sixth Sense uh, trailer 
They're you, not going to give away the They're ending. not going to give away the end. There's plenty of movies where the trailers give away, like, oh, hey, actually, they win in the end. <laughs> yeah. You know? I get, I hate that. I don't. Beethoven so, never died because they didn't, like, huddle over a grave and be like, I can't believe we lost him. You know? That that would be great. If it they really would. A misnomer uh, trailer <laughs> would be awesome. <laughs> It's not Fast and the Furious where they could just bring the dog back to life randomly. True, yeah. right? There's some kind of weird well, space-time continuum where we're jumping around inside the timeline of these sequels and just they're not completely linear. That's the best part. Because see, you see Tokyo Drift. Yeah. I didn't mean to start a Fast and the Furious well, conversation. Tokyo, so Fast and Furious 3, Tokyo Damn. Drift. Yeah. Is like at a sequence with the rest of them. Yeah. It's after 6. Family. It's after six because that's when Han Han dies in six. Han dies in. Six. I oh, I have a question here. Yeah, Shooter Jamie. So you've seen a Fast and the Furious movie trailer, correct? Yes. D- does it give away the the integral it, plot points? It typically gives away the really cool special effects yeah. scenes. That Family. It okay. doesn't. It doesn't usually like give the climactic ending. Mm-hmm. But it's more so like you're like. You spent all this money on these scenes, and now you're, you're showing them. The in, in, you're showing them in the trailer, and then and you have to go. <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah. Well, family. Family. Yeah. That's um... the most used button, by the way. <laughs> oh no! For some reason. I think we know the reason. I yeah. I think we do too, but no expectations can definitely be sure. um, a difficult thing. But uh, this going back to this Netflix auto playing. That just drives you nuts. Fucking previews pisses me off so much. I actually avoid Netflix. For oh, that's fine. that's one of the reasons why. I do. You just gotta make sure you mute it again. You that's gotta, all. Just gotta be on mute. It crashes my TV sometimes too, just because oh, it's trying yeah? to do it. Especially when they first implemented it, I could totally tell it was like you can't. They don't have. It's not keeping up sure. with the amount of times that. You gotta I'm get that compression figured out. Right. And. uh yeah, so something similar to that. So in college, there was a movie called Ladder 57 starring John Travolta and Joaquin Phoenix as a couple of firefighters. Fantastic. Okay. Fantastic film. And anytime I was on IMDb mm-hmm. for like a solid month, there would be a pop-up ad for Ladder 57, and it would completely crash my <laughs> browser. <laughs> To the point where I got so angry, I swore I would never watch that movie ever. Yeah. And to this day, literally 20 years later, I have never watched that movie and I refuse to ever watch that movie because it fucked up my browsing experience on IMDb for a solid month. And, now, I, and I was lying. I've never seen it. Oh, I was going to say, I'm just going to throw it over <laughs> here because a thousand percent shitty Jamie's yeah. seen it. No. I've never seen that movie either. No, no. Like, no. it's... I can't have watched the was the Coast Guard one with uh, Kevin Costner, the guard. Oh, the Guardian. Oh, the Guardian. That that actually is a great movie. Is it actually a great movie? It's it's okay at best. Okay. As a former lifeguard, I appreciated it. (laughs) I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. (laughs) Okay. I I can't. Like sometimes I can't. I can't tell if he's earnest or not, and it's a little bit of both. I think that's what it is. Not just because it was Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, and he's form- from Iowa, yeah, so former lifeguard. Well, uh, former lifeguard watching a movie about a guy from Iowa playing, a and also Costner's and connection with Iowa. Exactly. There's Iowa, yeah. Jesus Christ! And it was just like, oh, this is just for me. Yep, <laughs> I can't. It's the right amount of people that I want to see in a 
movie about lifeguarding slash coastguarding. <laughs> no. It's like, let's make a perfect storm, but with just... <laughs> just shitty cold gifts. There's a little boy in Dyersville who's going to eat this shit up. His dad was the mayor. His dad... <laughs> <laughs> was Ashton Kutcher's dad the mayor? Because if Ashton Kutcher's dad was the mayor, that would like. Mm. S- I, then I would say, Bobby, I know that we've gone back and forth, mm-hmm. uh, conspiracy theories and everything like that, <laughs> but I'm fully willing to accept that we are in the Matrix. That's the one. Right now. Yeah. Why it's controlled by Cole Gibbs's brain, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but. It's like uh, the Men in Black. It's just a cat's collar. You know, the universe is just yeah, held in the. Yeah. Cole's brain is basically the collar of a cat. Right? Uh, you could take that for I, however you want, but I don't I don't think so. <laughs> I really don't. No? No. No. Oh, Jesus. It's maybe like a the brain of a five year old, but I not the collar uh, of a cat. I was giving you more credit. I'll give you more I credit. I was giving you more credit. You're a solid eleven year old. I get it. I read right. it at a third grader level. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a third grader held back for a couple of years. A really yeah. big third grader. Uh, that's how I describe you to other people who haven't <laughs> met you. Uh, Cole Gibbs, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's basically like a third grader that's been held back a couple of times. <laughs> but also he's a 30-something-year-old man. It's it's this really big leap from third grade to fourth grade. They just can't allow it's, it. You it's know? hard. It's hard. You just go it's hold them back a little multiplication, bit. Multiplication, man, really, yeah. really messed me up. Mm-hmm. Couldn't get those times tables down. I'll allow it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I don't know. So it's one of those things, Cole. So you, you watch a lot of shitty movies. The Guardian. The Guardian being an example, okay? And we have made a pact to, to watch all these best picture movies. Oh, okay? shit. Well, no, we haven't, because what we realize is that there's a lot. Now of there's them. ten. Now there's ten. Which earlier, is... I, and you spoke with a lot of confidence when you said there's going to be six of them. Yeah, and that's on us for believing you, <laughs> right? And that's on us. That's what it used to be. That's what I, it, I think. That was like, what the I, internet told me. So. I think that was a COVID <laughs> holdover. We'll see if they go back to that with the writer strike and like literally the. Very few amount of major releases this year in 2024, but but, but I think I have a workaround. Okay, I think okay. I have a workaround. So there is ten official movies that that have been nominated for Best Picture, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. And so there's three of us. Yeah. And Cole, I'm gonna I'll take care of the math. <laughs> if we get a free space for one of them and make it nine total movies. We can split right. that up, and we can all watch three individually, and we can do like kind of a draft. Yes, where we can. Yeah. Here's, if you've already seen the movie. Here's here's the maybe issue. You can take it. I think that saw Barbie. Yeah, both Cole and I have watched Barbie, and I think that's our free space. So I think you need to watch Barbie as well. Correct. I will watch Barbie, and then we'll. Yes. That's our free space. Yes. Okay. And I'm then on. We'll, all right. we'll do I've that. Watched half of Maestro. You very watch, very well done. It's you just, and Bobby have watched half of Maestro. <laughs> I didn't watch half. It was, uh, but I was enjo- I was enjoying it. It was just it was late at night and not the movie to watch late at night. I was just it was yeah, late. Yeah, jerk off. It was a just bit. late at night and so I'll couldn't... pull it up here. I'll pull it up on the okay. screen here. All right. Okay. You want to go Hollywood Reporter or what do you want? Oh, Pitchfork. Uh, that's what you want to use? No, I'm a pitchfork. Not the man. actual Oscars.org? <sighs> sure, if you want, if that's what you want. Well, it doesn't matter, but... Well, it's a, that or have Jamie read it to us all the time, and I don't know if that's going to... This is a convoluted website, by the way. 
I have it right here. Oh, if so you want yeah. It. Oh, you typed I, in the wrong American year. American fiction. Wait, hold on. Wait, wait, no. Because we're gonna need. If we're doing a draft, we gotta actually see yeah. them. Okay, Cole. Kay. Nathan has to see them. Here's the full list. We're gonna go the New York Times. Okay. So how are we? Uh, how are we doing this? Who gets first? Well, what we're gonna do. Let's just think here. Because there's a lot of good movies. There's a lot of good movies. How do you want to handle? What do you think is the fair, the best, fairest way? Dibs on Oppenheimer. Oh no, that's no, not. That's, that's not how we're doing this. Okay, all right. So there's three of us. Um, we'll go in a circle. Okay. Now the question is. Put it this way: I'm going to see Oppenheimer, so and Killers of the Flower Moon, regardless. So. Okay, I got. Hold but on. It's I got, hold not on. the point of a draft, Cole. You don't get everything okay. you want in a draft. Okay, God, um, he's so dumb. I, no, I meant I'm gonna see him. So if you want to give me different movies, no, okay, no. Jesus, no. oh my gosh. Okay, uh, here we go. Um, Cole, pick a number between one and ten. Seven. Okay, so we're gonna do this in reverse chronological order because it was. Uh, wait, wait. Yeah. So wait. I go first. Either you and then me. Can we settle Cole. with a game of celebrity net worth? Winner two, w- closest no, two? No, that's going to take way too fucking long. No, no, no. This is it. Oh, Hold on. Because we a have draft. to keep this thing tight, right? Yeah, hey. <laughs> people don't want to sit there. It's us to figure out well, which... Well, we could talk about one of the actors And now we're talking. making it longer. I'm going to okay. go. I'm going to pick first. Then you. Then you. And then you, me. Why Why does? Why do you get to pick first? Huh? Because I may, uh, said it in my head... See, that's shenanigans. I call shenanigans. No, I said no, odd, no. odd. No, hold on. No. Odd so, goes first. I'll, oldest goes first. Even Cole would go first. You're, you're fucked regardless. No. I Celebrity <laughs> net worth. Come on. Cole, back me up here. All right. You pick the celebrity. Okay, you can pick I the celebrity. Oh, my gosh. It's okay. one round of celebrity let's, net worth. Let's do uh, Oscar. So I'm going to go Bradley Cooper to start us right off the bat. Uh, okay, all right. Bradley Cooper's Bradley Cooper's celebrity net worth. Okay, come on. This but is Cole the only fair look. way. Cole can't look, though. That's the problem. First round. First round. What does that, that mean? Then I'll hand the laptop off to you. I, oh, this is convoluted. Wait, wait, wait. It, gets, it does get convoluted. No, you have to. You can't look first. You have to put a guess in. That's all. the only okay. way you get around all it. All right, here we go. You just get. Did you look already? I have not looked. All right, Celebrity Network, the game show. Where we figure out who actually gets the first draft in the Oscars. Okay. Now, hold on. Are we going in an order, though? You can go oh, first in this. Okay. Uh, Bradley Cooper is worth $56 million. I will go $72 million. Okay. I'm going to take the under. I'm going 45. All right. All right. Cool. Figure it out. Sweet. This is the only fair way. It's the only fair way? How All we, right. What do we got? $120 million. Oh, wow. Ooh. All right, so Bobby gets first pick. See how the tides oh, have turned? Okay. And then, and then, hey, can we just go in order, right? Yeah, but, and now? Okay, now Cole now and I, it's all clockwise. right, so now you name, oh, now it's clockwise? Okay. Oh, did you get second place? No, I'm just saying. You, if you uh, got second place. I got Emma Stone That's true. locked okay. up. No, no, no. If you okay. got second place, then, yeah, then yes. you get the okay, second then pick. I get, okay. So we're going counterclockwise. No. There we go. Now in a true snake now that's draft. that's fuck. In a true snake draft, Cole, Cole. gets two picks. So it, I get a pick, you get a pick, Cole gets a pick, Cole gets a pick, you get a pick, I get a pick. Okay, sure, whatever. Once okay. again, convoluted. Okay. No, it's not. No, this is all good. This is all, all right, good. Okay, here we go. Okay. So my first pick, Barbie's so off the board because Barbie's off the board. Let's just double check that there's 10 for sure because we're trusting Cole's math. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Cool. Cool. Awesome. Okay. Um... I'm gonna go with, uh, and we're picking winners. 
No, no, we're just picking movies we're going to watch. We'll talk uh, about them after we uh, watch okay. them. Okay, this is the desire to watch. And you guys call me stupid. I know. It's... <sighs> It's family. In one ear and out the other. No, but it's, it's a all draft. We do. Okay, it's a draft. All right, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Killers of the Flower Moon. Okay, I'll do that. Sure. Uh, I'm going to say Poor Things because, oh, well, yeah, that guy's good. Okay, I kind of that that boy good. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna go Oppenheimer. Look, you got your pick. Now you get another one. Yeah, Cole's confused. Uh, American Fiction, actually. Fuck. That was, that was my next one. Mm-hmm. This is really. Oh, this is. The, I'll get the Jeopardy music um, loaded up. I, I'll do Anatomy of the Fall, of a fall. Okay. I've heard a lot of good things. I'm gonna. I'll go with the holdovers. Paul Giamatti, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it is on Hulu, so readily available. Good yep. pick. Awesome. Um, can we tell? Can we? Have you been keeping track of who picked what? Can we know what's off the board? Uh, Maestro's still up there, and Past Lives is still up there. Well, and I, Zone of Interest is still up there. Zone of Interest. Okay, gotcha. American fiction was taken. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, past lives. Uh, you know, because I don't want to watch Maestro, I'm gonna go past lives. Uh, I have no idea what zone of interest is, so I'm gonna go and say Maestro. Also, I have Netflix, so I don't have to pay for. <laughs> well, there you go. And that's, and that's, that's why I was gonna it. pick that, and I've already watched half of it. So, yeah. well, fuck you. Yeah. So, and, uh, and you zone of interest. I have zero desire yeah, to watch well, Barbie again. There you go. Well, well you no, can. you can't it's watch. It's a, it's a free space. All right. So I'm gonna we'll write these down here. Okay. I'm uh, so I'm Killers of the Flower Moon. Okay. Um. And then I am also, what I pick, uh, <laughs> the holdovers. The holdovers and past past lives. lives. Gotcha. Okay. And I have. Poor things. Gotcha. Anatomy of a fall. And maestro. And maestro. You'll love it. I forgot what I have. <laughs> Cole, you have American fiction. Oppenheimer. Can't tell if he's true or not. And the zone, zone of, of interest. interest. Yes. The zone of interest is just stop trying to play with yourself. And the guardian. The zone of and interest. also for some reason the Academy this year decided to nominate the <laughs> 2006 Kevin Costner film, The Guardian. It's so good. <laughs> okay, so this is all right. So we all have a mission. The Oscars, I believe, are in uh, mid March. I believe it. I have March absolutely no what... clue. I couldn't tell you when the Super Bowl is. Well, this is what I happens. live my life a quarter mile at a time right now. So. Oh, she really eventually, be quick with it. eventually. March 10th, 2024. Oh, mm-hmm. I got all kinds of time. I'm going to watch this whole slate. Yeah. So this will be good. And then we can kind of talk about them and at least yeah. have an understanding. I really, I, I, I do want to watch poor things. I really want to watch American fiction as well. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty excited about that. You're excited about American fiction? Yeah, I've been meaning to rent Oppenheimer, but it's coming out, I think, next month on Peacock. Ugh. Right after the Oscars. Ugh. That should maybe give you an indication. Peacock. I'm sure. Well, is Christopher also, Nolan won Best Picture? I don't know if he has. He has, has he? not. So no. this is his Best Picture. No. We'll take separate bets after. We'll we'll get the the betting put together okay. after we watch. Right. But yeah. Okay. So now we got this all figured now, out. Now we got that figured out. Well, we've been meaning to do it. We didn't take care of it last week, you know. Yeah. And we can. I thought it was a nice way to get there. 
So uh, yeah, this is all stems from Bobby's like proclamation that mm-hmm. everything, everywhere, all at once is good. a very good movie, and everybody needs to watch it. <laughs> and then we were all supposed to be amazed by his taste. You have a really good impression of me. That's really good. And it's like, uh, Bobby, that just won Best Picture. How dare you? It's probably gonna be pretty good. Yeah, it's probably gonna be. It's pretty good, I, hey, guys. I watched the Best Picture <laughs> winner, and I'm surprised. Before it won, before it won, people how know good it is. And I watched it. I was like, "Holy crap, Bobby was right." <laughs> and I know <laughs> how hard that is for you guys to admit. <laughs> um, for me, like it was. It took Nathan a year and a half to. Watch well, I had to wait till it was free to watch it. You pay <laughs> for subscriptions, you know that, right? Yeah, right, but it doesn't feel like it is. It... But you know, I'll. Uh, it doesn't feel like it's free when you pay it, for it. Right. Well, when I paid for it. And I'm the idiot. No, no Cole's I, the idiot. Cole's I understand that this is somewhat girl math, but. I'm getting tired of this, by the way. Girl math? Oh, you're not familiar with that phrase? No. What's oh, girl no. Math? Girl math is like. Uh, so if I buy something and I return it, and then I use that return money mm-hmm. to buy something else, it's basically free. Yeah, that's. I feel <laughs> no, that's no, how yeah. you treat the streaming services. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. No, yeah. So yeah, it's like I said, it's a little girl, girl math. math. Wow. But yeah, there's a whole. That's a whole thing. It's. I don't give you a lot of compliments, Cole, but you don't do that. I'll tell you that. Like no, I, you know, hey, listen. It's it's one of those things where when you explain it, I know it. It's like porn where you're like, oh, I I know it when I see it. Right. But I would never right have the ability to put. A I'm more. To it. I'm more so just cancel and renew stuff and yeah like i I, yeah. I did a you know two months of apple tv watched everything i wanted to watch and well and you're not an apple guy like because like with with apple's products it, they basically give it to you hey with... i just bought a new imac mm-hmm. i was really expecting to get like another like 12 months of Apple TV for free. I did buy a Mac. I didn't, they didn't, that, I didn't get they didn't any comfort of that. I, they didn't give me shit. Who'd you buy it through? Because well, I bought mine through... Apple. Oh, I bought mine through Best Buy, and I got bundles of oh, uh, three things. Those fucks. Also... You guys got to shop around for a deal? What yeah. the hell? I didn't have time. I had to get, I had to, get to work. Time well, is money, man. Yeah. Time is money, and Apple TV won't... First off, Apple TV at $5 a month is a very... Might be the most reasonable... Listen, I don't want to be in the poorhouse, okay? It doesn't have very much content. There's though. not a lot there. It's It has a lot of good original programming. Like, you could get away with it. Now, <sighs> I, I think the I, most... I could say I could, you could fill a lot of time with it, but as far as, like, variety, It's hit or miss. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not the... Ver- like, I think the most underrated variety, though, is, like, Amazon. Amazon Prime has the most... Like stuff that they're slowly accumulating. Like if you if you compare the catalog of Netflix, what's and your favorite Amazon television show? It's not about their original programming. It's about their catalog of stuff because what you say, like, but that's a constant rotation though. Yeah, but it's a be- It's it's just as good, if not better, as Netflix in comparison. Mm-hmm. And then Apple TV at five bucks a month. I mean, they have they're almost like taking over. I know that's going to sound egregious, but like for quality wise, they're basically the HBO of streaming services. As far okay, as sure, they are. Everything is everything's well done. Would I, I rather not, watch I'm an not... Apple TV original program or a Prime video program? Yeah. No, I'd rather watch an Apple one, yeah. just because I there's some level of quality that's added to right, it. Right, right. And like, look, um, uh, Severance, uh, Severance Mythic Quest. Is... I, I Mythic enjoyed Quest shrinking. I didn't love. 
I, I you did. You like shrinking? Uh, shrinking was wait, fine. Yeah. As someone, I heard like, like, hey, when they there's a few other ones shrinking to um, that was pretty season good. two. I enjoyed it. I'll go and watch it again. I'll I'll, I'll re up, but um, I don't know. Sh- like uh, Severance, I really enjoyed Severance. And I, again, I said Mythic Quest was good, and then that makes I, you method, say no. No, well, no. like <laughs> I, I watched most of the first season, I think. Maybe no, I watched the full first season, half of the second one, and I'm like, yeah, this is not, this is not for me. I don't, th- this isn't clicking. That's not a, that's not a me problem. It's not a you problem. Mm. It's an us problem. So I said nope. Um, I'm I don't need to convince what else, you. But what else was there? there was, there's a, there's actually a lot of yeah. shows. I have no desire to watch Ted Lasso. That's me more pushing back on society, saying how much they love it. Mm-hmm. I like I can't. It can't be that good. My expectations we, had like they've been told it's not crazy good. It's just it's it's lovely. It's I guess nice. The best, it's the nice. best way I could describe it. It's it's nice. That's why I have the Great British Bake Off. It's nice. <laughs> the Great British Bake Off. It's a nice show. Like everybody's competing, everybody likes each other, everybody's working like mm-hmm. not fighting and not doing shitty like I can't believe B. Anthony fucking stole my butter. Shit like that, you know. <laughs> it's nice. Everybody and when somebody okay. when somebody leaves and everybody's sad, it's nice. Mm-hmm. It's a nice program. Yeah. But I don't hey, what else is on fucking Apple? Because I feel like I watched something that I really enjoyed, but I can't remember yeah. anything. I, I want to watch Silo. I read all those books. Uh, I want to watch that program, but that's all I'm saying is that for if if Apple TV was ten bucks a month, I'd be yeah. like, no, we'll do it for a little bit. They haven't really made a movie I, I've enjoyed. I mean, oh, you didn't like the Greyhound? <laughs> Ghosted, the greatest beer run. Greatest? No, beer. this is Spirited. Spirited? You love Spirited? Uh, my wife does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but greatest beer well run with Zach Efron. Never watched that. Nope. On the rocks oh, with that Bill one. Murray. Uh, nope. But again, the, like a level of quality that. Yeah. What? Okay. Hold on. Start naming some series. Uh, the, I never watched the morning show. Never watched Ted Lasso. The first two and a half seasons of the morning show. What's are the? Very what's good. the? They've just got a new like uh, fighter pilot, World War Two, with Steven Spielberg and uh, and uh, Tom Hanks, okay. like producing. Band of brother, brother style. Band of brother style. I'm, all I'm saying is that they fly under the radar with their price point. That allows for me to not say, oh, I don't want to do this anymore, which is a valuable sure. thing in the streaming situation. It, it can get lost in your pocket. Change. Masters of Air, which is a uh, World ba- War II. Band of Brothers uh, yeah. sequel, essentially. Yeah. Did, the Family no. Plan. I don't like World War II. I'm, here's the what thing. do you mean you don't like World War II? I don't, I don't think anyone I liked lo- World War II. I, love I, I push I love back. It. I, I love it. Right there. See, oh, I think I just, a lot of people... I, I just eat it up. Like, <laughs> I just cannot stand war movies, that, like especially World War II war oh, movies. I'm so happy that for some reason Schindler List clips started, like, infiltrating my shorts on YouTube. It's like, oh... All right, I guess I'll watch this 30-second clip of Schindler's List. I, my brother-in-law, um, and I haven't really experienced this. It's my wife telling me, like, regaling me How with awesome stories. How Schindler's List is? No, from uh, from her childhood of her brother watching old World War II movies from, you know. The 50s. The 50s and yeah. early 60s and stuff. And, like, he would, like, what, like, the, I don't even know. I don't even want to say, like, 
the Battle of Iwo Jima or whatever the hell it is. I don't know the movies. Okay. But every time I see a little bit of them, I'm like, absolutely not. I have no desire. They really fall in the lines with like John Wayne Westerns for me. Where sure. I just no yeah, desire. I don't give a shit. I understand it's a time and place for people. Be, I, I, why people coming back from World right. War II would want to watch the war play I out also, on a large screen. I also find that weird. Who wants to watch a weird, like, romanticized version of shitty war? Yeah. In Real like, shitty in, war. In, like, five years ago. Like, but then also, because I remember when all the, like, you know, Operation Desert Storm, not Desert Storm. Uh, <laughs> I love that movie. Infinite Freedom. Uh, was that World War II? Enduring, okay. no, Enduring Freedoms. Operation Desert Storm was awesome. What's the what's the whatever you want to call it after nine eleven when it invaded Iraq and oh, uh, Afghanistan Operation Operation Freedom Yeah so like all of those like movies that came out roughly the same time But I hate those too Black yeah. Hawk Down I will never watch Fuck that But movie. that was Somalian that wasn't about the it's, war in Iraq Okay He understands What other what other sh- like programs has Apple made Because I feel like I'm missing one One of the big ones Yeah or like one I really enjoyed What what Hold on, we were on a conversation here. No, I want to figure this out because it's driving me nuts. Well, because what I ta- watched something, I consumed a piece of media. I can't recall what it is and why I liked it. Well, you can look that up on your own time. We're talking about how much that's I don't wh- like. That's why we pay shitty Jamie to do this. Uh, no, when I, he comes, when yeah. he finds it, he'll wait, let you know. Wait, I'm getting paid. Uh, see, this is what I didn't want to bring up. I didn't want to bring up that we were supposed to pay him. Checks in the mail. Jason Momoa, C, the final chapter. I, I have no idea. Never oh, watched C. No. Nope. Did you that watch C? Sticks, it sticks with the uh, theme I of the uh, theme of the podcast. Yeah, Blackbird is probably what you're thinking. of. Blackbird might be it because I really liked Blackbird mm-hmm. quite. And a bit. I've heard that's very good. It's good. It's a fun, listen. Hey, you know me. In prison movies. I'm there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, I think there's a level of quality that's attached because they have money to throw at it. It's, I think that's sh- a sh- yeah. I'm not. I'm not arguing that ever. Well, and I'm just saying that, like, it's one of those. I figured it out. It's 9-11 inside the president's war room. That's the show you're thinking of. God, I love a good 9-11 documentary. Oh, gosh. You mean propaganda? Oh, no, it's a documentary. Okay. Mm, more like a propaganda documentary. Oh. Propagandamentary. That's what it is. Oh, it's, uh, speaking of propaganda. Yeah. So <laughs> this will always go well. Oh, oh boy. So like I, my wife's like, hey, I want to watch this documentary. I caught you a delicious bass on Netflix okay. called You Are What You Eat. It's like a it's not that. What's that? I caught you a delicious. No, bass. no. So it's a Damn. it's framed around the idea. So a uh, gentleman here originally from Dubuque, Iowa. Has gone on to make a number of documentaries. He won a doc, uh, won an Oscar. Hmm. Tying that back in, thank you for directing and or making the Cove. Like, okay, he won an Oscar for that. He's made other several other documentaries, and this is a Netflix series. It's, okay. I, I can't remember. I think it was four, three or four episodes. Gotcha. Hour long, uh, and the, it was framed around the idea of, hey, we're gonna follow identical twins mm-hmm. as. We control their diet for, I can't remember if it was, Science. 90 days. Oh. For 90 days where they um, will, uh, one of them is going to have an herbivore diet, omni- um, excuse me, an omnivore diet, and one's going to have a pure vegan diet. Okay. And we're going to monitor those changes over the course of these 90s days, and we'll see how those things- These 90s days. These 90s days. And it's, we'll see- I like that, though. How- 
yeah, how what's what's going to happen? What's going to happen with their bodies? Mm-hmm. All this X and Y, and there's not a lot of vegan options back in the '90s. You'd be surprised. <laughs> so I'm watching it, and about halfway through the first episode, I'm like, "Oh, this is just really bad. Like, all meat's bad. Mm-hmm. Really, like, propaganda. <laughs> real harsh propaganda." <laughs> Like anytime anybody's eating meat, it's close up of mouth. Oh, no, 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 Stuff no, 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 no. like that. There's a lot of that. Um, Ew, gross. Any kind of meat production is clearly always going to be gigantic factory farms yeah. that are just horrible, everybody, including like, like they started shitting on fish farms and how sh- like horrible they are. Well, tilapia eat their own shit, you know. It's just, yeah. Oh, no, it's just. It, you know, it's a monoculture, and every, like as soon as like one like disease gets in put into this, it's not the same. It's not like people, you know, a grizzly guy with a beard, right, like looking like the the right. fisherman. What is this on? It's on Netflix, gotcha. and it's just like, oh, this is. Uh, see, I kind of want to learn about this, but then halfway through, they, you know, halfway through each episode, they got to shit on meat at some, at some point. point. Yeah. And I watched a whole do- like docu series about food safety, like mm-hmm. how like uh, there's like we have a lot of problems with our food safety between E. coli factory yeah. farm. Like yeah. okay, all right, yep. I- I've watched that. I kind of understand yeah. that. Not to say that it was some foreign concept that blew my mind, but it's like okay, guys, why don't you cook this chicken and then? But we're gonna put you know black light <laughs> shit on the <laughs> yeah. chicken, so whatever you touch. And you don't wash your hands properly, it's gonna get. And they're like, "Oh my god, it's everywhere!" They're like, I guess I probably shouldn't be eating this chicken because it, the chicken that we're handing actually had E. coli on it. And it's just like, yeah, this is such hard propaganda because instead of like selling me that vegan food's delicious, because sometimes it can be, yeah, really tasty. Yeah. I, I I'm not gonna sit here and shit on tofu, right? And you cook tofu right, yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. But don't sit there and just like it was. It was probably it's too slanted in the one direction. It was because you're like again. All all, well, the, all the twins died that ate meat, right? No, but well, they can't all die because only one of them was eating meat. So, right, you know, no, all the, half all of the, the twins. All, died. That's what I meant. Half that's what of the I meant. twins, and, and also like so they did like weird body scanning and like hey, we're measuring this. Um, it was it was so ridiculous and like so I'm like. That's a hole. That's a hole. That's a hole. Yeah. That's a hole. That's a hole. Okay, all right. And then surprise, like the vegan diet was like absolutely great for you. Everything that yeah, yeah you're like okay, you're cold all the time. But. Right. <laughs> and then like looked up and they actually published a paper out of mm-hmm. out of this study that they did. Mm-hmm. And like all the findings that were found in the actual documentary are not supported. Whatsoever, and like I'm like, oh, guy, guys. Well, it's it's so on. hard to have a not to get into the science of all of it, but it's so hard science. to have <laughs> science. It's so hard to have a control group with that where you can like, you, no one's snacking. Like you're, yeah. you're you're really right. You're really right. Monitoring everyone. Like someone snuck a little bit of beef jerky, right. and all of a sudden they can you know, feel their fingertips again. Yeah, you know. No, and it's like because I was a vegetarian for almost a year I made it almost a year I think I told you about this on the podcast and it was really you know good, thank you good for you Bob thank you I appreciate it it was uh drug induced you know and 
Is it is it good? Fine. Is it still? Oh, going? I thought you're. I thought you're finding your butt. Ah! There. You did it, bud. Is that the one you wanted? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, and I'm sorry if I told on the podcast, but I don't think I have. Yeah. But, like, I got so much shit for being a vegetarian, like without explaining to people. Like, I didn't tell people. I was what a year was this, by the way? I was. Let's put this in context. It was probably twenty. Twenty. It's it probably was after nine eleven. It was after 9-11. I was under my desk. Um, Obama was president. Obama was pre- probably two thousand seven, <laughs> eight. Probably. Oh, so right Ob- Obama wasn't president. Yeah, probably. It's around the mortgage crisis. <laughs> so probably two thousand eight. Yeah. These meat prices are out of control. <laughs> <These> meat, well, <laughs> it, it stemmed from going to Bonnaroo, and I had uh, I. Uh, took mushrooms and then stayed up all night and then uh, a vegetarian breakfast burrito sounded good and I was just like yeah we'll just keep going with this I was you know heavily into uh, Bob Marley and uh, Rastafarianism at the time as well okay. so in drugs which are fine so I was like yeah I'll just go I'll, drugs I, lead to veganism okay. I didn't say to myself hey stay away from drugs kids stay, you'll <laughs> never eat meat again I didn't say to myself I'm going to be a vegetarian and I'm going to do this for the rest of my life you just I said, stumbled into it Hey, um, I'm gonna try this, and let's just see. Let's just see how sure. it was like meal to meal. It literally was meal to meal. And then I was like, okay, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I I like this. Let's do this. This is a tenant of Rastafarianism. Were you eating eggs? Uh, yeah, I was eating eggs. Yeah. So yeah, you. I was so a you're vegan. vegetarian. You're a vegan. Yeah, I didn't. You're s- a vegetarian. I didn't vegan. say I was a vegan. I I'm said just, I was a vegetarian. I'm double yeah. So. Uh, not and, a pescatarian. Were you eating not a tilapia? Pesca- nope, I wasn't a pescatarian. No fish. Nope. But, At all. You don't when you when you do a thing like that and then you are with other people and then like you make a decision. I remember like Thanksgiving that year was very problematic because I wasn't eating any of the turkey and all my family just being like, oh, well, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I just I'm not shitting on you for eating turkey. Why is anybody paying attention to what's on your plate? That's also, the bigger question. Ooh, I'm telling you, who this gives a crap. That's... Well, if this is like when people stop drinking and then all of a sudden they're like, yeah. oh, well, they notice every time you drink and you're like, well, I don't man, I'm happy for you over here. Yeah. It's almost the reverse of it because I I wasn't wearing it. I wasn't wearing a meat is murder to uh, Thanksgiving, you know, oh, you t-shirt, didn't? you know. I'm just wearing I'm like I'm I was considerate of grandma. Well, you're, you're not crapping on everyone else for exactly. eating turkey. Exactly. Right. Because right. one of the tenants that I got from him was like, well, if everyone were to do this a little bit, yeah. it would help out probably with the mass farming and stuff like that. Right. Like, it's if you would do one vegetarian meal like every other day or every three days, it its impact actually would probably be well sure. felt throughout the yeah. mass uh, farming industry and stuff. Sure. It, it probably yeah, would be. No, I mean, yeah. if everyone did it, no, it's it's the same right. thing. If there were more, if there were more people growing locally or buying local meats and uh, yeah. stuff like that, instead of having to have a mass producer of like Tyson's, you know, create all the meat for people in their area. But they make the best nuggets. They do make them, I guess. But what I'm saying is, is like, Cole, back me up on that. God damn it, Nathan. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to make a valid point. You I'm trying are to making tie all point. these things together no. here. Yeah. And I'm saying I agree with you because there's like I don't want to be on this side of the argument where if you eat meat, you're a horrible person, and then like you're gonna die. And it's yeah. Like honestly, what happened the end of my vegetarianism was that I got shingles, and I <laughs> we we uh. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, we we were up finishing my my band's album up in Minneapolis, and we had to go 
live at our our buddy's place for like 10 days and i was living off of like tostino's frozen pizzas in diet mountain dew and turns out your body can't survive on no. that in a healthy way right and i got shingles and like i was in pain for weeks and i was like what the hell is going on my chiropractor i was talking to her about it and i'm like well i'm like what if like like, what about if, like, I'm a vegetarian, what if I just eat some meat? And she's like, well, I don't know, there, there's a lot of good bacteria in, in, in beef and stuff. And I'm like, okay. I went to the restaurant that I worked at, and I ordered a fucking burger. And I felt um, instantly better. Like, <laughs> instantly. It was just like, oh, okay, this is... Well, well, and there's ways to be a vegetarian, there's ways not Of course, to I'm not saying I executed it perfectly. <laughs> no, you should have. Now, up, leading up to eat. that... Leading up to that, I was actually doing a very good job, but this is being poor on a, you know, in back in the 90s, and this is the 2000s. There wasn't a lot of uh, good vegetarian <laughs> no, options. No, there wasn't. You couldn't get it's a tough pot. way to string. No like, impossible burgers, you know. Yeah, well, there was one at Burger King. I remember they had the, they did have. Uh, what do they have? They had like the Boca Burger. They had the Boca Burger. At, oh, Boca. That was like the only fast the, food option. Was that the black bean? Yeah, it was like yeah. the black bean, yep. But you could get that, and I was like, okay, that's like a treat. But that's a treat because you're out of money because you're poor. Yeah, you're I poor. A, I was a poor musician. Yeah, you're poor. Yeah, mm, let's be nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like. No, thanks for listening. I appreciate. No, that. that's the, the and that's the, the like the the hardest part about this is that when going to like a whole food diet, it's so much more expensive. I mean, yeah, going through and like buying a bunch of fresh greens. And all of that stuff is incredibly hard to do because it's hard to produce at a mass level. Mm-hmm. That's why, hey, mass like mass produced food is cheap because. Well, and there's a beautiful South Park when they talk about introducing like the impossible meat. I'm a I'm a goo man, you know, like the uh, Daniel Day Lewis, uh, there will be blood character. He comes and sells the impossible burgers and stuff yeah. to and the impossible meat to the um, to the school, and they're all worried about Cartman. We're like rebelling against the impossible meat sure. because it's not the normal stuff that he has. And it's a beautiful bow that they tie on because <laughs> Cartman realizes that it the impossible meat is the it tastes just like the regular meat. It's just salty, artificially flavored yeah. crap. And he's like, I really don't care. If it helps save the environment, then whatever. But like all he cares about that it tastes, tastes like this like meat. salty meat thing that he that he wants. And I'm like well, that's great because it's not better for you. Like the Impossible Burger is not better for you. See, it's not. I don't. I, I've never heard that as like a thing. It's not until like after watching this documentary, which was like subsidized partially by Impossible, the guy who made the Impossible Burger. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Pat, I'm trying. That to remember, nothing could be backed up by the study. Pat, I can't remember the Pat's name, right. last name. The guy who made the Impossible Possible Burger was featured it's on Pat the, T. Pat T. It's yeah. Patty. It's Pat. Yeah. Anyhow, <laughs> it's Pat something because he's fairly androgynous. Uh-huh. When like it's when, Pat. <laughs> when he first showed up, I'm like, oh my I, god, it's so juicy! I can't tell. I don't know what this person's gender is, and mm. I can't quite tell. And Which I'm little, tracks? Uh, yeah, and I'm like, oh, it's anyhow. So like, I I used to walk the, the path. The so impossible, I can make these the impossible assertions. burger guy, like, was heavily featured on the documentary about mm. how great. You know, it's something that no one's had on mass mass scale for at, decades here, on it. Like the entire documentary series, processed food, it's bad for you. Processed food, it's wrong for you. Yes. It's gonna lead to your dying. It we makes can all you agree fat. on that. Yes. 
let's completely process this, something this to make <laughs> right. something so it kind of tastes like meat. Yeah. It's it, but it's not process. It's not processed. It's it's processed. It's processed, which is completely different process. It's very different. Very different. Guman. No, so I think it's one of those things. It's a marketing ploy for sure. For it to seem like the healthy alternative when really it's just the same production. Same process. Yeah. And it's those documentaries are very useful in convincing people that, hey, this is the right side to sure. be on. Because remember Super Size Me? I mean, that was that was a phenomenon. <sighs> and again, yeah. there are people that eat McDonald's every day. Right. To that level, probably not. But more so than you would want to believe. Also, like that guy was like... Doing so much more than that. that. I mean, that's been proven. Morgan Spurlock. Yeah, yeah, that he was doing more like. Yeah. Well, uh, no, like he was like overconsuming, like yeah. much more. It, it wasn't like, hey, I'm just gonna supersize whatever they ask me. It was, it was a lot more than that. That even, I think you could leave that off the table. I mean, no one should be eating all that food. In the fact that he was like rotating the food, I think is and, another and, thing as and well. And also, like, people have done studies where they've done. Like McDonald's every day for all of the, the all of their meals uh-huh. for thirty days or whatever it was, and did not have nearly the side effects that is he that had. because every human body is a little bit different and no one's exactly the same as another. Uh, I person? mean, like maybe maybe like <laughs> which kind of Morgan, Morgan Spurlock is like weird and he cannot consume that many much McDonald's. I don't know. Yeah. Well, Cole, you're a day walker. Um, how does, how does your body uphold if you eat McDonald's on a consistent basis? Or I, fast food in general? I'm going to go ahead and say I'm really starting to reconsider joining this podcast. <laughs> Why? <laughs> what? Come on. Be, get personal. Get personal. Well, I know Nathan's ginger soulless body can absolutely just house Big Macs all the live long day. I will say... Big Macs got lettuce on it, dude. That's vegetables. In high school, I probably <laughs> consumed McDonald's at least four or five times a week. But oh, I was wow. also 17, 18 yeah. years old. Oh, wow. Oh. When would you consume McDonald's? Was it like after school or... After school, late at night, yeah. you know, because we didn't really drink. We'd go to McDonald's. But that was... That was quintessential value meal time. I mean, you can go to $5. I was quintessential and... 17 getting a cup of McChicken and a McDouble for two bucks. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. How's that shit? McChicken, right McDouble, and a small fry, and that's that's yeah. fucking all you need. Was it the McTasty? There was a burger that they had for a little bit. They had a McTasty. I do remember that. I don't remember the McTasty. It, the McTasty was was like, that a breakfast thing or no, was it like was a, a McGriddle or it was whoa. a burger? But it, I would say it was McDonald's answer to a Whopper. Do you no. remember the taste of it? I feel like it was kind of more like a Big Mac in what was, was on it. Yeah. What was the adult version? I'm trying to remember, like... Well, the McTasty was, I believe... The it was, McTasty, like a, it was a discount burger, for sure. For sure, it was this, there was only one patty. There was there was right. no mm. levels of that. There definitely wasn't, like, the Thousand Island secret sauce or whatever the hell it is. Sure. But I felt like... I was, it was delicious, by the way. The McTasty was very yeah. tasty. But I've, they had those for, like, a dollar. And you, I remember getting those, like... I remember getting, like, four or five of them. Right, but... And just house them. To be honest, 17, I, at 17. I probably have fast food, like a burger chain fast food, maybe once every two or three weeks now. Oh, I wow. really yeah. don't ever eat it. Yeah. No, I mean, that's what I'm in. Most most people are like that, I think. Sure. I mean, there are a lot of people. And again, this is why, like, those overarching documentaries about, right. like, doing this is kind of ridiculous uh, in, in exercise because, 
yeah, most people aren't doing this on that daily basis. And the ones that are also have other habits that are leading to other things. You can't just pinpoint it down to this one thing. <sighs> and that, that was one of the other frustrating things about that documentary series, You Are What You Eat, mm-hmm. is that like, okay, we're going to set you up with a diet, not a dietitian, a, um, a guy who helps a personal trainer kind of guy. Gotcha. And he's going to like give you a series of exercise. You're going to go and work out and this. I'm like, well, why are you like adding that component? That's just going to muddy the waters even fucking more. What are you doing? Yeah. Like what? Like what meats were they consuming? Like was it like chicken and fish, or was it uh, they, a little bit of everything? A little bit of everything. So like the first like half of the study was it was all pre-portioned, sent to your house, frozen meals. Gotcha. That you would like literally just heat up in a skillet. And were, it was this Big Brother style, like surveillance footage, or no? Like, so no. they're they're not monitoring the off time. No, there's no control. No, group. there's no no. It's and that's that's part of the problem is yeah. that you know okay, were you how much were you staying true to the diet? Were you eating only what was given to you, or were you eating other things? Right. Uh, and then so then after like the first half, then they were supposed to go through and continue doing the diet. As was prescribed to you, okay. At you know, okay, you know, continue to cook vegan things, but now you're on your own, getting your own groceries and shit like that. Did they follow them to the grocery store? Yeah, uh, no, no, I, I don't know. So if they're slipping some beef jerky, we don't even know. And I'm not right. asking you to defend it. I'm and not. It also, and also, like, was interesting was like one of the twins was like one of the set of twins were professional cooks. Mm-hmm. Who ran a catering business, and they're cooking massive amounts of, you know, meat and shit, and it's like, right. well, how can you do that? How could you, and not taste your food? Right, right. And that's, and this is the thing where when people, it's kind of like the equivalent, it's the video equivalent of people reading the headlines of a news article and assuming that they've read the the entire right. article itself. Like watching a documentary about something, and I know Cole, you've watched Ken Burns' jazz documentary, and it is extensive. And yes. Ken Burns, it's great, is probably an outlier when it comes to documentarians about being thorough, you know, and it, in delivering a true documentary style. I mean, right? You know, he's when a national have, treasure. When you have ten-part documentaries, you know, you're really going to get into it. You're it's a true documentation. It. God, I love his Vietnam one. Oh, would you say? Because, and I know this is a joke. No, no really. No, seriously. But to be honest, though, like Ken Burns being an example of a guy like the the documentary form is to truly document it. And the, the the yes agenda of a documentary is something that's only really been kind of clarified right. in the last 30, 30 uh, 40 well, years. Well, whenever since Michael Moore's. That's what I'm you know, yeah, you know, Roger and me. Roger and me came out. Where you're like, I, I, this I, guy you'll has... agree with me afterwards or you'll feel shitty for not agreeing right, with me. Right, right. You know? And not. God, watching bowling for Columbine, like I'm like, oh, not a lot of bowling. Oh, there's there could be more bowling in this. Yeah, uh, well, Marilyn Manson and bowling for Columbine being an example of someone like that was the counterpoint, I guess, or one of the counterpoints that he had is like Marilyn Manson being blamed for it and everything, and then they brought him on there to get like a gotcha kind of thing, and then Marilyn Manson was very poignant, you know, mm. at the time. I don't know. For and, me, like I lost. When uh, the context around the Charlton Heston quote for my cold dead hands, it was mm-hmm. like, oh, so you, like, and also you can cherry pick what you want. He, like he cherry picked, he put together two speeches of Charlton Heston 
sand like from weeks if not months apart sandwiched yeah. them together and it's like oh well that's that's really shitty and yeah so that's as far but as that's, like that's do- become I mean, the like, documentary form uh, right 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 more and so than ken burns and his ken ken burns i think is a, a solid outlier uh, also i would say that you know people like american experience on pbs uh, like it's not necessarily as heavily slanted. I mean, you, if you like squint, you can see the slant that they're not going to, you know, bring up things that are detrimental to the liberal side. But, of course not. Why would well, you? no, at, but not to the point Where's where... Where's the funding coming from? But not to the point where it's like, oh my God, I can't believe that... How many Republicans do you think donate to PBS? I'd say more than you think. But maybe is there a breakdown? Can we get a and probably oh, probably is not. there a breakdown of donations? That's got to be tough to find. No, no. I'm Why just not? Saying, well, because who's going to fund that? Who's going to fund that research? Well, I think it's a question you would ask. You know, right. do you when you're when you're I donating what 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 yeah. political spectrum do you slant towards? And trust me, like liberals can't wait to tell you that they're liberal and they're right. You know, I don't think Repu- I don't think Republicans or conservatives are. Watching PBS, or they used to. But, hey, listen, you know, that Lord train of the Dance the was really good, guys. You want to what? You want to retry that? Lord of the Dance <laughs> is really good, guys. Just because I had a mouthful of beer when I was saying it. Books. <laughs> Lord of the Dance. Yeah, I'm aware, Michael Flatley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you think I, Republicans I, like I Lord just... of the Dance a lot? Oh and, yeah, like, shit ton. Liberals don't. Oh yeah. Liberals don't. They, they, they don't ser- mind I'm, it. I'm just searching this, and it's like, do the Republicans donate to Ken Burns' jazz documentary? <laughs> <laughs> See, in my mind, that's why they're slanting, though. That's why the PBS programming would slant towards a liberal Ken Democrat, right. because that they know where their funding's coming from. They know. Yeah. Like, if there's a Jan 6 documentary that comes out on PBS, it's going to be how about it was the worst thing since, the, you know, uh, uh, 9-11. Yeah, I'm sure that uh, Frontline has, you know, like Frontline, I think you can sit there and say, these guys have their agenda, but not so much the American experience. That's what I was saying. Okay. But you said Kenner if you could squint, yes. if you could squint, you could see it. Yeah, just because you can see it. Yeah. You can see, like... Because you're you're already looking through those glasses. Well, no, because I well also. How much does Ken Burns' uh, baseball documentary hold up? You know, I, as America's passing. I never I never watched that one because why would that's I? That's shocking. Why would I? Wow, the someone no, who loves the Vietnam baseball. one, the Vietnam one. Ooh, oh, the Civil War one. Civil War one. Ooh, really mm-hmm. good. The one on the Shakers. That one's good. Mm-hmm. I love the fucking Shakers, dude. Oh my gosh, Shaker furniture. Big fan. No. 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 I'm an Amish man. Amish, Amish oh. furniture man. Well, no, listen, that's just a shitty version. I'm a Quakers of the versus Shakers situation. <laughs> Quakers versus Shakers. Oh, now we know we had a show title. All right. <laughs> nah. No, no. you gonna veto that? Yeah, I'm gonna veto that one pretty hard. And it's for sure gonna be Quakers <laughs> versus Shakers. Then. <laughs> it's like I have zero veto power, guys. As soon as you edit a episode, you can do whatever you want. You've never asked. Okay. That's well, on you. If you want to do this that's one. On, that's on you. If you want to do this one, then you can choose the title. Nah, Otherwise, I'm, bu- I'm going I'm busy with, tomorrow. Yeah, Quakers versus Shakers. It's going to be Ghost of Mars, even though we haven't remotely talked about <laughs> it. <laughs> Guys. That's four for four, Cole. I think you've been on, on podcasts. You've, <laughs> well, right. you've brought it up. 
I tried to God, steer clear of it. It's John for, Carpenter's Ghost of Mars. So the documentary forum really <laughs> does. It has been like corrupted by oh, agendas. Sure. Very, very. I mean, you shit on me for yeah. my conspiracy th- stuff and everything, but that is a huge driving uh, force. Uh, is people making their own documentaries and right. people getting sucked down that rabbit right. hole? I think. And now you're forced to defend everybody versus what is actually going on. Right. And I think that's like a big problem with the documentary style is that bias has crept in. And hopefully I people watch when they're watching documentaries see that. Hopefully I really when, when I was in film school. Yeah. Okay. You know, University film of Iowa. School. Okay. Name, name Ashton drop. Kutcher name and, drop. You know, and uh, uh Gene Wilder, you know. Was he in film school? Uh, no, I think it was theater. But anyway, you know, he's on the walls. So you can see him on the walls. Um, we, I took a documentary film class, yeah. and and I really enjoyed it. But we learned what documentary really? film was, and like the Zapruder film being an example of a true documentary film. Like it is truly documenting what happened. Sure. And there was no agenda to. There was no. Uh, there was no point. Like or like uh, argument that needed to be. That won. doctor knew what he was doing. <laughs> It was a doctor, right? Wasn't William Zapruder? Uh, it might have been. Yeah. I think he was. Yeah, but yeah, I I'd like to think that Zapruder. You're not paying attention. I would like to think that he didn't know how his camera worked, and like while he was getting that, he was like looking at the camera, trying to figure. Trying out, to figure is it out. The button. Struggling. Oh my! What is? I'm gonna crank it like this, and then it happened. He's like, "What the hell?" Ah! And then right. he went back and looked, and he accidentally got it. Accidentally. I accidentally got it. I don't know why. I, I don't know how. I, I don't was know just how this cranking. happened, but I just got it. I ah! was looking. There was a little knob on the side, and I was <sighs> looking. I was trying to figure that out. But that's what we learned that documentary film was, where you're dot a la Ken Burns. Now. Right. That, yeah, I think that in the truest sense of documentary, Ken Burns is probably the best example. I think that probably uh, uh, Morgan Spurlock and that. Type Michael where, Moore, Michael Moore, where yeah. there is a preset agenda before you start going actually into the film. Yeah. That I'm going to shape my narrative around my beliefs. But Michael, and, and, and maybe I can ask the question of the "You Are What You Eat" documentary. Yeah. Like Michael Moore and Morgan Spurlock are the stars of their own documentaries. Yeah. Ken Burns is not the star. No, of Ken his Burns. Do- not, no, the man That's is in the Keith shadows. David. It's usually that Keith, Keith David, David yeah. is yeah. the star. <laughs> But was the was the filmmaker? No, no. no. Uh, well, I'm trying to remember Phil, Philos or something. Trying to remember. What Did the he do his own voiceover? No. Okay. Nope. No voiceover. Okay. No. Oh. Because that's really. I mean, that was no. a whole thing anyway. No, but. and it just like the like the doctors <laughs> and the lawyers <laughs> that were just it, well, Keith, well, Keith David, David. You're not David wrong. Does you're not voiceover wrong. for Ken Burns exactly. these days. Yeah, exactly. He these days, really... it's been it's been happening for years, man. <laughs> Keith David's been there for God, years. I love Keith David so fucking much. The respect is really good. He He's does really deserve us. Keith know, David a needs lot of something. Respect. He yeah. needs something. Yeah. Is he gonna get an Oscar? Sure, dude. Uh, lifetime achievement, maybe. I don't. Maybe know. a lifetime achievement. Can we get? Can, can we, we get Keith? Can David? we start the groundwork? How, how do we get to the offices of the Academy Awards? To uh, it's a left on Ventura. <laughs> I know that. I got a cease and desist letter last time. <laughs> um, I think that Keith David probably should have some kind of lifetime achievement award. If I'm only just... for the uh, fight scene in They Live. The fight scene in They Live, when he says from the Michael Bay film Armageddon, uh, I want to trust these retards with the potato gun. 
like <laughs> and narrating a lot of Ken Burns documentaries. Yeah. I love that the last episode you wouldn't say retard and he just quoted Keith David it, doing it. It's a quote. It's a quote. He's just... all hey, he's also in the thing. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. Oh. Is he the only black guy in the thing? Uh, I don't think he is. There might be another one. He's worked with John Carpenter a lot. Yeah. Well, John Carpenter knows talent. John Carpenter knows talent. Uh, Kurt Russell. He was on Community. Yes, he We're was on Community, aware which he... was not his best work because of the writing. Uh, that's Chronicles of Riddick, if that does anything for you. Oh, uh, yeah, he played like a Muslim guy. Uh, the yeah. Nice Guys. He's in The Nice Guys. He's The Nice Guys. Roadhouse. He is in, He's Rose, in Roadhouse. Yes. I don't know if I've truly watched Roadhouse. Oh, you need to do yourself a favor. And I, no, I'm going to save myself for Jake Gyllenhaal's version because wow. I'm guessing that he's going to do it right. Oh, man. Fuck off. Fuck off. What? I'm just saying. Look, Roadhouse is a perfect 80s film. I, I was going to say extravagant, but it's not extravagant. It's very bare bones. What is the budget of Roadhouse? What is the budget of the first Roadhouse? It's $77. It was, it was 70 bucks just and a pack able, of Lifesavers. Just be able to purchase enough beef jerky for the crew. The crew. That's all. They're working for beef jerky. Yep. That's all Crafty was, was just beef jerky. <laughs> just, I, I, would, I would say $20 million. You show up, you eat enough, you, they'll feed you, you beef jerky. You can load up on jerky. You load up on jerky. They've got a guy who just got a bunch of jerky. Take fill your pockets with your sodium intake is gonna go up, but you you can listen. That's fine. All right. If you're really hungry, we got cans of spam too. That's yeah. I said twenty million. What do you what do you? Uh, I'm gonna say thirteen million dollars. Ooh, fifteen million dollars. Nice there. That's good. Yeah, that feels that feels feels right. right. It feels right. No, can we go to another Swayze movie? I'm gonna jump to Dirty Dancing. Okay. I feel like Dirty Dancing is probably now. That's a movie I don't think I've ever truly fully seen. I watched it once. I've jerked off to it a lot, but never uh, the full movie. Uh, yeah. Two older sisters, so <laughs> saw it a lot. <laughs> saw it. I was, two older sisters. No, I think I, I watched it once Quite a on bit. like Had it on afternoon VHS at the house. Afternoon television broadcast. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. have I really watched it? Probably not. All I know is that. Uh, what's Jerry? Is this after Roadhouse or before Roadhouse? I feel uh, like it's, it's after. two years before Roadhouse. Oh, that that impacts. 87, 89. 87, 89? I did math. Yeah, good job. Uh, hold really on, oh, what? Oh, 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 I have it. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, hold on. Okay. Dirty Dancing came out in 1987. Yes. Roadhouse came out in 1989. Yes. Oh, I thought Roadhouse. I would have put transposed those back another like four years. I would literally, I would have gone like eighty, like eighty five, eighty seven. Oh my god! Well, this was getting pr- into prime Swayze time. Like oh, Point Break came out a year. after. We call it prime time. Was prime 90, Swayze was it ninety? Point Break came out. Fuck if I know. <laughs> You're the one that. Do you want to know the budget or not? Yeah, uh, I do want to so know the, the budget. Yeah. The budget of Dirty Dancing was. I'm gonna adjust my numbers just a little bit, mostly because of inflation. I'm gonna say thirteen mil. Oh, so the same guess that you. Well, gave. if if it's yeah. fifteen, uh-huh. I'm adjusting, taking it down. Yeah, but 13. Jennifer Grey involved. I'm gonna. St- I'll stick with my. I'll closer to mine. I'll go uh, twenty million. Four point five. Four point five million dollars to make dirty. How much did that motherfucker make, man? 
much did Swayze make? No, how much did the movie make? Four what was point... gross box office uh, revenue? $214 million. Whoa. Jeez. I'm proud of you. That's yeah. Like, wow. that's, that's how you make some money right there. That's Maybe we need to watch Dirty Dancing just to understand. <laughs> just to really understand. All you need is Swayze and Jennifer Grey in a lake together. All you need some sexual tension, wow. a lake, and Four Jerry Orbach. That's all you need. Does it say where it was shot? Having never watched this uh, fucking cat movie. Cat skills, poke nose. <laughs> Again, with the just the blind confidence. It, it was I in the poker nose. I want to say the cat skills. <laughs> it was the finger lakes. It's the cat skills. It was the finger lakes, you know. Because the location where, has... What, the, what's the location of the actual, like, the film and where Lake was it actually Lore, shot? Lake North Carolina, and Mountain Lake, Virginia were the two main locations. Gotcha. So is that the cat skills or <laughs> not? Because... I did take geography. It's been established that neither Cole or I are good at geography. Okay, it's, where are the Catskills at? They're like around there. You sure about that? Oh, fuck! I have a button for that. You sure about that? <laughs> Is huh? No. I mean, I can help. Come on, shitty Jamie. The cat. They called the Catskills. I got distracted because the guy cat that did skills. the court. K a t s k i l l s. Mountains. Yeah, Catskills Mountains. Uh, we're gonna close. I know that mountains isn't spelled with a p. Um, the choreographer was trained by Gene Kelly. Oh no, shit! I thought that was interesting. Southeastern New York. Things uh, I never would have learned. Big Gene Kelly guy over here. Well, that you can save a lot of money filming in Virginia, North Carolina. Okay, so. But hold on. So that's where it was shot. Where was it supposed to take place? That was my initial question. That's less important though. What's the setting? Because it's it's not like they're trying to like recreate some magical land. It could be anywhere. I think it's supposed to be the Catskills. Uh Borschwit Belt. The Borsch Belt? Up uh, Catskills. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right, you fuckers. <laughs> I fucking got it! Why do you know that? Because I watched it once. Because I watched it once. Good for you. On television. And if it wasn't for those damn liberals in New York, they probably could afford to shoot there, but they had to go to North Carolina and Virginia to get those conservative tax breaks. Who do you think you are? I am! (laughs) Remember that one? Yeah. Well, that's that's good. Four point five in gross is what two hundred plus million. Two hundred million. That's insane. That's congratulations. Awesome. Congratulations, to the everybody. Swayze estate. Yeah, friends of the show. Hopefully, fingers <laughs> crossed. No, I talk too much about Black Dog. Too you much. Do. I, t- yeah. I talk too much shit about Black Dog, yeah. and so they 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 we're on we're on the outs. <laughs> I love. God, well, listen. Hey, listen. When you got a banger setup of. Patrick Swayze. Meatloaf. Meatloaf. Randy Travis. Yeah. You, you put those three stars. three. That's star power really? in one movie about Randy tr- Travis. Trucking. We, we call that the dog pack. <laughs> That's right the there. Do- yeah. Do, have you ever heard of Black? Never heard of this oh, movie. There's a shitty movie called Abort. Black Dog. Abort. About Patrick Swayze as a long haul trucker. So Point sure, Break dude. came out in 91, by the way. And oh. Point Break, directed by James Cameron's wife, at Catherine the time. Bigelow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, that's such a good movie. You want to guess the budget of that? Well, way more than four point five million dollars. I'll tell you that. 
I'm going to go $73 million. Oh, you're way off. It's 24. I'm way off. It's $24 million. Oh, my God. They're never... Speak with the right He's... amount of confidence. <laughs> he spent, no, he spends all of his free time on point breaks. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> no, no. That was the worst thing that could have ever happened right there. Is him it's like I kept telling my wife about how I nailed Jason Bateman's celebrity net worth. But... That's... I cannot imagine that. That's, yeah. that's so confusing. Just a huge feather in my cap. Can camp. someone pay that man, please? <laughs> I do- if he starts working with uh, Swayze's estate, apparently he can make some yeah, money. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, no, Black Dog's really bad. <laughs> it's... I thought I distracted him, but... I know. I mm-hmm. feel... This is hey, what we need here. They say it can puncture the skin of a rhino from a... <laughs> and we just Ow! let him go to sleep. Meatloaf is the bad guy. You sure about that? Yeah. <laughs> I watched that movie once. I'm sorry. Back in 1999. Can we talk about wow. the video for, uh, what was this 93 hit? Uh, you She's Like the Wind? No, I'd do uh, anything for love. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, I, I saw a clip of that today, and I was just like, what is this? Um, well, it's, it's the fan, 90s. It's Angelina Jolie really bringing it. That is not Angelina Jolie. I don't think it's Angelina Jolie. She might have been 13 at the time. <laughs> It's definitely not Angelina Jolie. Angelina I saw Jolie the video today. When was, was Angelina Jolie born? Because I'm sure she wasn't in her 20s. Angelina Jolie was mm. in some meatloaf music video. <laughs> what? And I don't know enough <laughs> to disagree with you. But you want to. Just, I so want to. She was born in 75. So yeah. Video came out in 93. Yeah, so that tracks. Because of the implication. <laughs> When Meatloaf was starting to get success. So, when no, she was uh, no, what they're talking about. No, no. Meatloaf was So she would have been 18. Successful. Yeah. Angelina because Jolie was in some Meatloaf. <laughs> no, just stop. Video. You can stop the sentence Music right there. Video. She was in some Meatloaf. Is oh, he wow. right? Rock and roll dreams come true. Oh, uh, okay. All nice. right. Off the same album. Back in the hell. Okay. Bat in the hell, too. Back in the hell. Sorry. Bat out of hell. To back, back into, into hell. hell. Yeah, you need to enunciate. You were giving shit cold or cold shit earlier. <laughs> Nailed it. Huh? Yeah, what? I can fix that. <laughs> <laughs> what am I looking at right now? What? 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 Which one? Are I don't you know, watching? but your computer's smoking right now. I can't. She's too young. Oh yeah, She's young. too young. Oh no, but here's the deal. Meatloaf is wearing monster makeup in that one, so no, it's fine. This is... That was the other video. Fuck! <laughs> I'm getting my meatloaf class. music videos mixed up. Me of all people. Yeah, I know. How dare I? How much would you love if you were on Jeopardy and the and the subject was <laughs> just meatloaf, meatloaf music, music videos? Like, he does have a fake nose on for some reason. That's on, a, that tracks. It's a Pinocchio allegory. So like, uh, so that came out in '91, or is that '93? This is the work in, of a lunatic. When did Back into Hell come out? I'm 94 sure. is when this video came Ooh. out. Ooh, rock and roll dreams come true. Yeah. Oh, my God, it's so juicy. He comforts a recent runaway teenager. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Because of the implication. <laughs> right. <laughs> and basically, the video I saw today was about how crappy uh, I Will Do Anything for Love the video was. It makes no fucking sense at all. As someone who knows and loves that song so much because of the fantastic production of Jim Steinman. Yeah. Rest in peace. R.I.P. 
I'm still on good terms with his estate, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I can really recall anything that happens in that music oh, film. It's, it's, worth, it's worth a watch. It's a Beauty and the Beast-like style, isn't that's, it? That's kind of, yes. That's okay. Yeah. 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 And he rides away on a motorcycle at the it's end. It's a heap. Well, he rides... Does he ride they, in on a motorcycle? They, they break it down. He's getting chased by the cops to start the video, and he's wearing a giant cape, which the guy is like... How which, do you write? Which motorcycle enthusiasts say is a terrible idea? <laughs> <laughs> That's going to get cut in the back tire. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. And he's escaped. He's running away from the cops, and then he like finds this girl bathing in a fountain, apparently. Yeah. Uh, it's like Shakespeare. And he's just stalking her, and then he randomly drops a piece of jewelry, and the girl follows her back and decides to take a bath there. Because bitches love jewelry. And... Uh, Okay. Tell me I'm wrong. And then it goes straight Beauty and the Beast where the police come and try to kill him and she kisses him and all of a sudden he's not a monster anymore. He's just meatloaf, which he's, is practically a monster. And that's how the guy ends the video. It's like which is kind of a wash, I guess. Easy. I mean easy. That's a that's a layup, sorry. Yeah. The beast at least turned into a like more attractive version of himself. An obese man in his forties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's about right. I yeah. caught you a delicious bass. There's probably a good yeah. chance we'll be watching this after the podcast is over. Oh, a thousand percent. No. Oh, this will oh, be the rest listen, of our night. Uh, if you want to listen to Jim Steinman bangers over and over, then yeah. That's only you and your wife. No, just air supply. How many of your children were conceived to uh, Meatloaf and or Jim Steinman? Four. four. Four out of the five. Jim Steinman. At least uh, three Jim of them Steinman. were to Celine Dion. I thought you would say uh, two out of only three. The, only that two, been good. two out of three ain't bad. That's a that's a uh, Jim Steinman song. Um, nice. Performed by me, love. Uh, Celine, there's only the only one Celine Dion song that was written by Jim Steinman. So just, I'll allow it. So just two of your kids. Yeah. Well, and then Bonnie Tyler's Total Eclipse of the Heart. That was one of them. Okay. <laughs> that was written by Jim Steinman. He the man's the, the man's got hits. The, the man's guy, got he's hits. got bangers. The We've gone got down hits. a random path. Here. Yeah, and then uh, do you want to end it with what? a Jim Steinman celebrity net worth? Uh, Jim Steinman's well, like his estate. Yeah, the estate of Jim Steinman. Got to take into account the Broadway musical uh, of Bad Out of Hell. Jim Steinman's celebrity net worth. How much is a dead man's estate worth? <laughs> I'm going to say $24 million. Really? Hey, listen. When you look at the dude. Oh, he! I think he signed those good, those good fucking deals, man. I'm going to go $56 million. It's a real Jason Bateman situation. Did Only $10 million. Ooh. Super underpaid is what I meant. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. And that's... Uh, uh, yeah. Like, I'm like... <sighs> Ten... Did you spell Steinman right? Yes. Wow. At, when Like, the photos of him before he died... Oh, well, yeah, the man was eating a lot of McDonald's. It's, but it's also, like, he had, I mean, he had enough to be kooky crazy, like his outfits. But, yeah, you could tell... People who are like obscenely rich don't look like that at the age of sixty-five. I'm just unless they do with a horrible diet. I'll tell you that. Right, right. Which don't... was not off the table for a guy that worked with meatloaf considerably. Yeah, that guy. 
That guy can have either a, a seventy million dollars or five dollars to his name in yeah. change. In change. Yeah. That's why. That's why I kind of tampered my bet. But twenty-four mil. You're still over. Still so, over. Yep. Still uh, over. Ten million is. It's it's <laughs> not enough. <laughs> it should be like. The amount of bangers that man's made. Yeah. Written. Yeah. Written, written. Written, by the way. Yeah. Not performed. Written. Yeah. Uh, all Out of Love, Air Supply. I mean, that should be. He's got a lot of hits. That should be bringing in a million dollars a year, quite frankly. With radio royalties alone. I I'm mean, all out of love. Yeah. So lost without you. And at the end of the day. This could be a podcast. He was a monster and then turned into meatloaf. That's. Realize you're recording, Bob. Yeah, we're still recording. We have to thank everybody, Cole. Yeah, we have to thank people for listening. Yeah, for listening to the podcast. Because we appreciate their time. And effort. Yeah. And we'd like them to appreciate our effort by going and giving us a five-star review. Share with your people. Tell them to listen to this nonsense, please. Tell them it's more magical. Yeah. More magical than Meatloaf turning into his own lumpy self. 